Now on to the report. Welcome back to Reborn Report. I'm DJ Pfeiffer. And I'm Don Pfeiffer. Well, today, DJ, we're continuing with our topic. You've already got it. Yeah, talked about that last week. And last week, I made the statement that the book of Ephesians was written from the perspective of what has already taken place. This is important to understand. DJ, I'd like you to turn to Ephesians chapter 1 in the Bible. And read the first three verses. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I am writing to God's holy people in Ephesus, who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Now, I want you to notice the terminology that Paul used there in verse 3, the last verse you read. He said, all praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has. Mm. Past tense. Right. It's already been done. What has already been done? What did he say? Blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Right. It's been already done. Now, a lot of people will say, okay, but this only means spiritual things, and it's not in our natural, everyday life kind of way, right? It's just heavenly places and heavenly ways that we've been blessed. Well, to answer that, I want to point out these two things. Number one, all the blessing that God gave to the people in the Bible because of their obedience and their faith in him contained blessings for their lives here on this earth, right. didn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. You don't have to look any further than the story of Abraham to see that that is true. And remember this, Abraham was called the friend of God, wasn't he? Yeah, we talked about that last week. And he was also referred to as the father of our faith. He's our example, right? So then you suppose that under our new covenant, new and better covenant that Jesus provides, that God has changed and his blessings are now just heavenly, spiritual only in nature? No, absolutely not. First of all, that's inconsistent theology, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it certainly wouldn't fit the description of a new and better covenant, right? No matter how you try to slice it. Well, and besides, we have scripture from God himself that declares, I am the Lord, I do not change. And in James 117, let me right. turn there. Right. It says, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father. That's great and all, but here's the point. Who created all the lights and heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. <laughs> There's reason number one. Number two, the reason that the blessings are for our lives and not just spiritual nature is that when Paul said all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, that's just an old English way of saying, mm. and expressing that God has already blessed us with everything, and it's in the spiritual realm. Right. Can you see the difference? The truth 
that agrees with all scripture in the Bible is that God has already done everything for you and me. Well, remember Jesus's last words on the cross. He said, it is finished. That's right. He said that because it was accomplished. Yeah, he just moment. wasn't, his life just wasn't over. He didn't his, mean his yeah. life was over. He mean he accomplished everything, he said, right? It is finished because it was finished. Right. You're absolutely right. That's a good point, DJ. It's because of his complete redemptive work, everything has been deposited into your born-again spirit. That's why it's so important to be saved, to be a Christian. Praise God for it. But even though it's already in there, you must learn to draw it out of your spirit and into the physical realm. That's the key. That's the hard part. Now, if God has already blessed us, which is what Ephesians 1.3 clearly mm -hmm. says, yep. then tell me this, DJ. Why do we continually keep asking him to bless us? The, I couldn't tell you. There's a I real, got an answer. There's a real problem here. The only reason that a Christian would keep praying and asking and seeking God's blessing that I can think of is because they truly don't believe that they've already been blessed. Right. Think they about doubt. It. Right. They still doubt it. Our wrong religious thinking is keeping us from receiving our blessings. Yeah. It's true. I'm telling you, the devil has deceived us. Now, he can't do anything about the fact that once you're saved, you're gonna, your eternal destination is heaven. You're going to go to heaven. But he can trick us into thinking wrongly so we don't receive all that God has provided for us for this life. And so you may say, well, what does that matter? Well, it matters a lot. Well, just think about it. Well, think about what a testimony we would give to an unsaved person who can't see and understand the spiritual things that we're talking about yet, but they can easily see all the blessings we have in our lives and the abundant life that Jesus provided to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. What an impact that would make on that person too, right, DJ? Yeah. And the devil knows that. I want to give you another example of what we're talking about. Uh, DJ, let's say I give you a $20 bill. Okay, I'd you, like you to, could you? <laughs> and you stick it in your pocket. A few minutes later, you come to me and you say, hey, Dad, can I borrow 20 bucks? You'd probably think I'm greedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, how am I even supposed to react to that? I'd probably just look at you kind of confused and say, huh, what are you talking about? Well, even more so, it'd be like you, you having only one thing, like say like a f prized family possession, like something that's there's only one of. And I say, hey, can I, you give it to me. And then I say, hey, can I have that? But you already gave it to me. Exactly. That's what the point I'm trying to say is. Um, because $20 you could give me two of. I'd be trying to figure out why you're asking me for something that I already gave you. That's the point. Right. And I'm telling you, that seems a lot like to me how God often responds to us when we do that. I mean, we pray, oh, God. Please heal me. Please help me. But when we don't see anything happen, then we cry out to God, Lord, what's going on? Why haven't you answered yeah. my prayer? Now, I'm just saying here, but God's probably up in heaven scratching his head and thinking, now, wait a minute. My word tells you in 1 Peter 2.24 that by my stripes you were healed. Were, yeah. And Ephesians 1.19 says that I have placed the same power that raised my son Jesus from the dead inside of you. Mm -hmm. 
So I imagine if God could be confused, I believe that he would be. He must be up in heaven wondering, geez, I've already given this to him. But here they are asking me for it over and over and over again. I'm telling you, Deej, it makes me wonder what he thinks about our faith. Or should I say lack of faith yeah. when we do stuff like that? Really what we're showing him is that we're allowing our senses to dominate us instead of having real faith in what the Bible says for us to do. That's putting it plain and simple. You're right, DJ. I'll give you another example. Wherever you are right now, there's television signals all around you. It doesn't matter if you're home, you're at work, you're in your car listening to this podcast, or you're sitting under a tree somewhere. The television signals are everywhere. And just because you can't perceive them with your five senses, it doesn't mean they're not present, right, DJ? Well, and I, you gave the example of television signals. Last week I gave the example of radio waves. Right. Um, there's also, obviously we can see visible light. You can mm -hmm. see colors. Mm -hmm. But there's other kinds of light all around us all the time, like UV light or infrared light that we can't see with our eyes. But we, yeah, but we have technology that allows us to see it, and even other animals can see it, but that doesn't mean that it's not there. Just so I'm just, can't see it. I'm just saying this to show you, tell you that there's more than just TV signals and radio waves. There's stuff like this all over the place. Exactly. And even in our natural physical realm, any unbeliever with zero faith in God could prove that these signals are there. Uh, especially television signals, by just plugging in a TV, turning it on, tuning it to the station, and see the signal on the screen, right? Well, you don't really tune a TV well, to a station anymore. You it. just what, what, plug it in. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and I'll say, I'll say this. That's not when the station started broadcasting, is it? No. No, the signal was there before the TV was turned on. Everybody knows that. Now, what would you do if you're watching TV and all of a sudden the channel went fuzzy. Would you call the station, the cable company, and ask them to start broadcasting again? No, first you'd probably check your receiver. Yeah. I mean, you'd turn the TV to another station and see if the other stations were still coming in, right? But what if your TV went totally black? No picture, no sound, no fuzz, not even a power light, just went well, you probably unplug it and plug it back in. That's and what they tell yeah, you to do. That's and the nothing, first thing. And nothing happened. You wouldn't call the cable company and ask them to start transmitting again, would you? No. No. You would know there's a problem with your receiver. Now, here's the point of saying all this. God is the one with the transmitter. He's the one already transmitted our blessings. And if you aren't seeing them manifest in your life... The problem isn't with God's transmitter. You need to fix your receiver. Mm. That's a good point. See what I'm saying? Yep. Yet when most Christians today don't feel joy, peace, or God's love, and they don't experience blessings in their life, they cry out to God, almost begging him to do something. The problem is that's just showing God our, like you already said, that's showing God our unbelief and our lack of faith. Right. But if we understand the new and better covenant that Jesus has provided, and if we know what benefits that covenant provides, we will be able to stand firmly and boldly on the word of God. And that will prove the word to be true. It will happen for us. Yeah. And in Matthew 28, 20, Jesus said, I am with you always 
even until the end of the world. Good verse. And in Hebrews 13, 5, Jesus promised, I will never leave you or forsake you. We have to show God that we believe what he tells us in this book, in his word. Absolutely, DJ. You're 100% right. So instead of praying a religious prayer of unbelief and then wondering why you aren't seeing better results in your life, we need to pray a prayer in faith, a prayer that's based on what God's word actually says. Mm -hmm. It's only a revolution prayer of faith that will bring you joy, peace, deliverance, and blessing. We should pray in this manner. Father, I admit that I always don't feel your presence, and sometimes things go terribly wrong in my life. But your word says that you will never leave me or forsake me. So I know you're here. Yep. Whatever is causing these problems in my life, it's not because of you. So I'm asking you to help me see what it is that's keeping me feeling distant from you. Please help me make the connection with you. Teach me through the truth in your word how to release this abundant life that Jesus placed in my spirit so your blessings can manifest in my life. Please help me with my unbelief and teach me through the guidance of the Holy Spirit to stand in faith so I can receive all that you have given me. Amen? Now that's a prayer of faith. <laughs> and understand, there will always be a mental struggle right. and battle in your mind because it's not our natural way of thinking. Well, that's a good point, DJ. You're but right. to win the fight, you have to stand firm in the victory that God has already purchased for you, not by going out and trying to win a new one like that, we talked about last week. Absolutely right, DJ. It will be a, a, a battle for us, like you said, because it's different than right. how, we, how we normally operate. Yep. But we, can, we hope that you can see that there's a huge difference in these two different attitudes. I mean, it takes way more energy and effort to try and conquer something that you don't have yet than defend something that you know is already yours. Mm, that's a good point. Think about that. That's yeah, true. I never thought about it like that. You need to believe that you're already blessed, like it says in Ephesians 1, 3. God has already given you healing, wisdom, prosperity, joy, peace, everything you ever need. Praise God for it. We know it sounds too good to be true, but it just shows how awesome God's love for us really is. You're right about that. Makes me happy too. I know it does. <laughs> it gets me all fired up. Uh, and understand this, one third of your salvation is complete. You might not realize it, but the biblical truth is this, your spirit has been made identical to Jesus. Mm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Your spirit has his joy. It has his peace, his healing, his deliverance, and it has his love. Everything that's true of Jesus is true of your born-again spirit. Mm. That's awesome. And that's exactly what it means in 2 Corinthians 5.17 when it says, you have become a new creation in Christ. It's in your spirit. There is no inadequacy at all in your born-again spirit. So then, what you really have to do is renew your mind to what God's word says. So you can get the things that are in your spirit to manifest into your physical realm. Mm -hmm. 
This is the revelation, knowledge, and truth of God's Word that you must fully understand in order to readily receive these wonderful things we're talking about. God has already done it. Everything you need is already provided through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And you know, it's not just in principle either, Dad. There was an actual transformation that took place in your spirit the very moment you were born again. Right. It's just not talking about a spiritual state of being. Right. You're right. And it doesn't matter if you really felt it or not. Some people experience it and have these feelings. Other people don't. God says it happens, so it is so. Right. Now, you have his love now. You have his joy, his peace, his long-suffering gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, all the fruit of the Spirit that we talked about that are in Galatians 5.22. I think you should read it, DJ. Okay. Talks about it. Turn to Galatians 5 and read verse 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Wow. Can't say it any plainer. No. So you are right now in your spirit identical to Jesus. Think about that. Right. That's awesome. We need to focus on that more. DJ, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and just read verse 17. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. There you go. Identical to Jesus. Yep. Now, turn to 1 John chapter 4, and again, read verse 17. Okay. 1 John four seventeen, And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Wow. There it is, plain as day in those two verses. And also, like we said, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, now lives inside of you. I repeat that over and over because we don't get that. No, DJ, read it. In Ephesians chapter 1, I refer to it. Uh, verse, go start at verse 19 and read through 23. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. That's great. It's all in Christ, though. Yeah. So far. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. Aren't we the church? Yep. Huh? Yep. So it says we are his body? Yeah. And he fulfills all this stuff into us? Your understanding of who and what you have become in Christ is vital for you to live a blessed life. If for no other reason, it's infinitely easier to release something that you know you already have inside you than to try to get something you don't. Right. Like we said before. Mm -hmm. Think about this. If you're not absolutely convinced that you've already got it, you will submit to or battle with thoughts that God won't give it to you, or you don't deserve it, and neither are true. Mm -hmm. 
We've all been there. Exactly. And at best, you will just remain in a religious, hopeful state, thinking that you're being faithful by passively waiting on God to do something new for you. Now, we don't mean to be judgmental, but seriously, how's operating like that really working for you? Sounds like being spiritually lazy to me. Well, you've heard me say that before, haven't you? I can tell you this. It never worked for me. I lived that way for the majority of my Christian life until I really saw the revelation truth in God's Word. Yeah. To be honest, I found it to be more discouraging Mm. than anything else. However, now you know the truth too. And that truth will set you free. Just like it says in John 8, 31. The biblical truth is you've already got it. It's already yours. Claim it. Take it. God's word is so simple and yet it's so profound once you see the truth. It's just like the television signal that we talked about. The signal is already being broadcast. And if you're not seeing the picture, it's not because God isn't transmitting. Your receiver isn't working right. 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 You need to get out the owner's manual, God's <laughs> word, the owner's manual of life, Here I it call is. it, God's word, and find out how to get tuned in so you can eliminate that religious static and wrong thinking and get the best reception for your life. Second mm. Corinthians one twenty says, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Amen means so be it. Aren't you glad about that, DJ? Oh, yeah. I know I am. When you understand and learn to operate in the revelation faith of God's word, things will turn around for you. Blessings will begin to flow like you've never seen before. Amazing things will happen. I'm I'm sometimes awestruck by how God works out things in our life. Yep. So don't fight to get healed. Fight because you've been healed. Mm-hmm. Don't fight in an attempt to obtain healing. Fight to defend the healing that's already been provided for you in Christ. If you will allow this revelation to sink in and change your attitude, you will find that receiving God's blessings will be much easier and much more consistent in your life. God is such a good God. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And that's why you always say, Dad, the Word of God will get you all fired up. (laughs) Absolutely. Amen, DJ. Well, I think that's all I have to say. And in the famous words of Forrest Gump, that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) But I'm sure next week we'll see. I mean, if God gives gives me more on this subject, we'll continue on. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah, we always say this is the last one in the series, <laughs> and then we always go on three or four more. But we'll, well, just, we'll just wing it, see see where the Holy Spirit takes us. I've heard uh, somebody criticizing the Bible and criticizing this kind of uh, study we're doing, and he said, well, you just think you can believe and receive. Well, to me, you either can believe and receive or you can doubt and go without. Right? I mean, you only have two choices. Yeah, I guess so. And we're we're not making this up. This isn't our opinion, is it? No, we've pointed out plenty of scriptures. We're we're standing at what God's word says. Well, in order for something to be scriptural, 
The Bible also says- You didn't finish it. In order for something to be scriptural. Oh, you got to have scriptures. <laughs> exactly. And you know, it says uh, that don't be unwise, don't be foolish, but fully understand and know what the will of God is. Why? So you may prove what is that good and acceptable. And perfect. Will of God for your life. Right. Wow. That's awesome. So we hope this helps you. Um, maybe we'll say some more on this next week. Or maybe we'll come back with something completely fresh and new that you haven't heard us talk about before. Who knows? Well, thanks for listening and watching, and we'll see you all next week right here on Re Reborn Report. I can't even say the name of our show right. <laughs> Reborn. Where the Word of God will get you. All fired up. All fired up. All fired up. See you later. See you guys. Bye.